This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and it's two days before Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Those of you who are mothers, don't you think every day should be Mother's Day? We shouldn't have to have an event that makes everyone pop out, buy something, bring something, be nice to us, write a card, etc. But it's awfully nice that we have one day of year that people stand up and take notice. One of my all-time favorite accounts happened between a young woman and myself. She had tried for nine years to have a child. and She and her husband were professional people. They were the right age to have children, etc., etc., etc. But they could not conceive. And finally, they did. And a boy child was born to them, and I am telling you, it was the it was the talk of the town. This boy child who had come into their world. Everybody celebrated. Everybody um, celebrated. We rejoiced. We looked on him with eyes of wonder, and and belief that only God can create, etc. After the mom had been a mom for a couple of years, and by the time she had her firstborn child, she was 33 or 4 years old, and she had had a very active life. She started out as a nurse and then progressed and was very accomplished and very involved in the church and very prone to doing ministry, especially for women. And after a few years of being the mom of this wondrous boy, she called me on the phone and she said, I I don't know what to do because I don't have a ministry anymore. All I have is the taking care of this child. She wasn't ungrateful in any way. I want you to be sure you hear me say that. But she spoke words that day that changed my thinking and caused me to literally write about the ministry of motherhood. Because motherhood is a ministry. And I want to say that to you. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know if you are a single mom, you are a married mom, you're a mom who works full-time or part-time or no time. But being a mother is ministry. And when I said that to her on the telephone that day, she paused. And I said, well, could we define the word ministry? And that was very easy because I remember coming to the word ministry myself as a young woman. And I heard someone in Europe talking about the ministry, the minister of the treasury, the minister of of the treasury, and that was a government official, and that was his job. And I thought, no, that's a church job. But I went to the dictionary and discovered that the word ministry is an agent, a high officer of a state, in this case, 
a high officer of the home. Entrusted with the management of a division, the necessary tactical and administrative services to function as a self-contained unit. Is that the best definition of home you have ever heard? comes right out of Webster's dictionary. Entrusted with the management of a division. I don't know how big your division is. My division was three for most of its life, but for a season it was seven. My division increased. My husband's sister lost her husband, and they came and lived with us and bringing the three children. So I had four children and three adults to care for during that period of time. And entrusted, the minister is the person who is entrusted, the agent, the high officer, entrusted with the management of division. And the last phrase, the necessary tactical and administrative services to function as a self-contained unit. Now, I've been reading a book which is titled Morality. It's rather mind-boggling with the amount of statistics in view of our culture and how we're doing and how we're not doing so well in certain areas. But the family area particularly is at a great loss. Now, I am not much of a television watcher. I admit that. I confess that. I never have been. I I don't want to watch a commercial at all. After DVD became popular, I thought, well, I could watch a little TV as long as I can DVD it and then omit the commercials. And you know how all that works today. But there's a show that's been on now for 11 years. 11 years, totally out of my normal interest, the lead in the show is a guy who was a hot cop. His name is, his name is, I can't say his name, Tom Selleck. He wasn't a hot cop, but he was a hot actor. In this show, he is the uh, commissioner of the New York City Police. And the first time I watched it, the very first time I watched it, it's been going for 11 years, okay? My husband said, do you think you've seen them all? Yep, I have. I've seen them all. Do you think I could watch them again? Probably. I don't usually watch things twice. But what is it about that show? It's very methodical. It has three plots. They all are resolved at the end of the show. But there's a family. And in every show, there's a family Sunday dinner. And in every show, there's a conversation about the importance of family. They live family. There were four children, and now they are married, and they have children. The grandfather is a part of it. There's a family, and they talk family, live family, show us the importance of family. Recently, the grandfather said, family, you can't deny the reality of family. The other thing they do is they bless their food. They pray over their food and they bless their food. In every single episode of this show, there is a family Sunday dinner 
and they pray a blessing of thanks over the food. Sometimes it's quite funny how they do it. Someone who's really cranky, they say, yeah, you should give the blessing. Or someone who comes in and says, I'm so thankful for what happened this week. I want to give the blessing. So it's not the head of the family who gives it a blessing of thanks. Why do I say that? Because I think what we see and hear in our culture often contradicts what God calls us to do as mothers and fathers, but mothers because we're talking about mothers as a ministry. So today I just want to spend a few minutes. I want to tell you first something I seldom do, but I want to do, that years ago I wrote a book called Loving Life as an At-Home Mom. And at-home moms look very different today. Many of you are at home, but you're working from home. Many of you are at home uh, for a season, but not for your entire life. But the material in this book will help you, no matter you're a full-time or a part-time or stay-at-home or full-time working, it won't matter. Because the material in this book helps you be the kind of mother that I think God calls us to. And there's a chapter called Motherhood is a Ministry. It starts out right there in chapter 4. And it's Romans 12.1 saying to us, I urge you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now, I told you the story about the mom who literally said, I don't have a ministry. And she tells me that that conversation was life-changing to her because suddenly she understood that motherhood was a ministry. The word ministry, as defined, says agent, but it can also be as a servant. So I want to give you four very quick points. And in the next two or three weeks, we're going to talk a little bit about motherhood. We're going to talk about mastering motherhood. We're going to talk about raising children. We're going to talk about training the will of a child. We're going to just talk about this amazing opportunity that we have to have children. The first is you have authority. You have authority as a mother. You have authority, and that authority is given to you by Christ. Second, is that the ministry of motherhood is a serving ministry. And I want to make very clear in the next weeks the difference between your being a servant and a slave. It is a simple two S words, but it is not simply an exchange of two words because being a servant is teaching and modeling and serving. And God made us to be his agents to serve. And serving our family, serving our children matters. But becoming a slave to our child is, is absolutely against all things that God would desire for us to do as women. If you want to call that woman, what are women's rights? What is your right as a mother? Your right as a mother is to serve your family, but you, it is not their right to make you a slave. And when we talk about training the will of a child, we're going to talk about how do you train your children to not treat you like a slave. Thirdly, motherhood 
the ministry of motherhood is about diagnosing your child. We've had a recent hard diagnosis, health diagnosis in our family, and we waited for the diagnosis. Weeks went by, procedures, medications, um, implementations, trying this, trying that, thinking it's this, thinking it's that, but, but none of it was a conclusive diagnosis until the reports came in and then the ni- diagnosis was given. The moment the diagnosis is given, there is the ability to move forward with the cure, the ability to move forward what is good for that situation, that health situation, that physical situation, that child's human being's situation. And fourthly, what does it look like when I say training the will of a child? What does it mean to train the will of a child? Now, I come from the city of Chicago, big city, lots of beautiful artwork all around the city, monuments all around the city, buildings built with famous pieces of art as the center hallmark pieces in their buildings. The Chicago Art Institute is one of the finest art institutes in the world. And I can still remember the very first time I climbed the stairs with the big marble lions in front of it, thinking how grand and how big, and I was 12, and how I long to go back to that museum. When I get to town, it's, my husband says, it's like a homing pigeon. I, I find all ways to get to downtown Chicago, Michigan Avenue, and the Art Institute. And a number of years ago, decades ago now, they installed a series of Marc Chagall windows, stained glass windows. Now, if you don't know who Marc Chagall was, he was really considered a modern artist. And they were originally at the Hadassah Hebrew Medical Center. And when the art museum inherited them, they created this building or a portion of this building so that they are properly lit with daylight light behind them just as they would have been when they were in their original location. And that day or night, whenever the museum is open, you can walk into this space and feel like these panes, these windows, which are tall, and there are four or six of them now, I can't remember, um, are a part of the installation in the museum, but you feel like you're part of a building and those are the windows looking out. Oh, they're just a They were created to be seen. They were created to be seen. A well-worn Bible, a journal, a kneeling place to pray, praying for urgent needs. We are seen, and like the Chagall piece, we are seen as individuals. We are seen as human beings created by God. And these children, 
that God has given us to minister to, to serve, to train, to teach. We're created to be seen as a part of his work, as a part of his creation. Does it, does it stun you sometimes that God created human beings in his image and his likeness to be seen? It's a hard thing to walk into a place to see children who do not represent the beauty of God or Christ. And I'm not talking about the little child who's having a temper tantrum. They all do. Or the 12-year-old who's acting sassy. They all do. Or a child who says to his mother, I hate you. And most of them do. I, I, that's not the person I'm talking about. I'm talking about the child that God gives you through adoption, through um, birth, through conception of many ways these days with unbelievable. I have a young friend who's carrying a child in her womb right now that they had to take the sperm and freeze it and wait till she had gotten to the right place and replanted and she had only one egg and this little one egg is thriving in her womb right now. We rejoice and we are so grateful for God's gift but the act of creating life is still God's business. And he created us to be seen. And he gave us, we mothers, an opportunity to have this ministry. So I'm going to be talking to you about the ministry of motherhood in these next days. And today, as we end this time, I want to pray for you. I want to thank you for the work that you do. There are wonderful, hysterical, humorous quotes. I might use a few of them in the next few weeks that describe the role of a mother. Isn't it endless? Will they ever go to bed? Will I ever get ahead? Oh, they're sacred and holy and hard and sometimes horrible. But the act of mothers and what they are called to do on behalf of God in serving the next generation and training up little infants who come out of the womb wanting their own way. And we're given the opportunities as mothers to help them to want God's way. So thank you. Thank you to all of you who are mothers, who are engaged in it right up to your elbows. Uh, I would say Amber especially, twins and a one-year-old. You're up to it in your elbows. Good job, well done. God will give you the strength to raise and serve these little children. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of practicing the ministry of motherhood. <laughs>